0: Well, as it turns out, there's no Kardashians on this week. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but we were completely thrown off when we found that out. We were not expecting them to be on hiatus this week, but I have to say, all things considered, normally we would be scrambling last minute. This actually ended up working out perfectly because we were able to really seamlessly pivot since I feel like there's so many Kardashian things that have happened since Monday that we wanted to talk about anyway.
1: I know. I'm actually kind of happy this is happening.
0: I mean, how are we supposed to wait a full week to discuss the Travis Courtney pictures? I don't think we were ever going to wait a full week. I was envisioning in my head before I knew whether or not there was an episode. I just assumed there was. I was already planning me coming on and saying to you, okay, can we just do 10 minutes where we talk Courtney, Travis, and Chloe, and then we can get into the episode? So I didn't even need to do that. No, you don't. (laughs) Okay. Here's how we'll do this. First, we'll talk all things Courtney and Travis. There's a lot of just discussion and then some informative things. And then we will go a little bit into the Tristan cheating rumors, just because now that it's gone into the mainstream, I think it's worth at least touching on, don't you?
1: Yeah, I do think so.
0: Okay. So for anybody that's unaware, Courtney and Travis went on what is presumably a birthday trip for her. They went to Amanjiri, which is a really beautiful resort in Utah. And the best thing about this relationship from like a public perspective is how willing they are to share. Don't you feel that way? It's unbelievable.
1: I feel like we've never had this before. Not just with her, with any of them. Also because it do- to me, it still doesn't feel oversaturated. It doesn't feel like I'm getting so much of it that I'm sick of it. It's like every single post that either one of them puts up, I'm so excited and so ready to dissect every single ounce
0: of it. Right. Which, listen, obviously, that's us. I know that we're a little bit biased. I would imagine if you're listening to this episode, you feel the same way as we do. But we posted one of their photos, and some of the comments were like, oh my God, you know, can they stop? To me, I feel for Courtney to even arrive at this place is such a big deal and so exciting that I, I can't imagine getting sick of her sharing her love. Like, that's a beautiful thing. No, I can't either. It's also
1: funny because a lot of people have pointed out and inboxed us that. PDA is nothing new for Courtney. Like we had spoken about it actually a lot when we were doing the earlier episodes where her and Scott were so PDA in front of the family, in front of everybody, in front of Adrian's family when they were on that camping trip. Like, PDA for Courtney is absolutely nothing new, but the extent to which we're seeing it, that we haven't seen it in so long is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and the other other sisters are not like that. I mean, think about Kim, Kylie, specifically Kendall, even Chloe. I mean, Chloe in the Lamar days a little bit more. I think she's probably been kind of scarred by everything that went down with Tristan. but this is really unique for a family that does share so much. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we all saw Courtney's original post. And the only thing worth mentioning there was she had made the caption, Just Like Heaven, which is a song by The Cure that he had also posted on his story. And he tweeted it. They're doing a lot of really kind of like symbiotic or coordinated posting.
1: Yes, but it doesn't feel like a scheduled thing. It feels more like they're feeding off of each other.
0: Oh, I don't view it in a negative way or in an annoying way. I feel like and I know I'll get into this more once we like really dissect it, but I don't know if this is how anybody else takes it. But for me, I feel like they're just in this bubble and they're so on the same page that we're just seeing that kind of communicated through their posting. Like The fact that they are so not only in the same wavelength, but also just getting so much time with each other that it's, I don't know, manifesting itself in terms of everything that they're putting out there. It absolutely feels like a bubble, yes. Right, like a little bubble of just, holy shit, I love you so much.
1: It is really crazy. I mean, I know we've spoken about so much that their friendship before leads them to this place where there wasn't really a get-to-know-you period. So you can automatically be serious and you can automatically be so in love much quicker because you already have that foundation there. But the evolution of what we've seen I think typically when we see relationships like this from celebrities where it moves so quickly, you're like, oh God, this isn't going to end well. Like you're looking at a Pete and Ariana situation where all of a sudden it was zero to a hundred. Like there are a lot of examples of that where when you watch it go down, you're like, this is not going to end well based on how quickly they're moving because of the foundation that's already been put there. The speed almost feels natural. Like it's a crazy thing to watch because you're so not used to it
0: but it doesn't give you that feeling of like, oh my God, this is going to crash and burn. Right, because you can't say, well, they don't even know each other. They're just getting to know each other. No, they actually know each other really well, have known each other really well. And the third element of this that can't be ignored is that we as the public really have no understanding of when it switched from platonic to romantic. And I don't just mean in actuality, like in terms of when they actually kissed for the first time. I'm saying when Either of their minds kind of shifted to, hmm, I think that I view this person in more of a deep way. And again, my hope is that we will get that on the Kardashian reunion with Andy, although it's really something that Courtney could omit if she wanted to, since it's not a focus on the show. But that to me is where we don't even have that good of a grasp on this because we're unaware of that particular timeline. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I do think that we'll get that on Andy. I think that's going to be one of the questions that we are finally going to get the explanation for, along with Scott being there. So, probably Scott's feelings on the
0: situation. Wait, hold on. That's a whole other conversation. Let's get through this and then we have to dive into Scott because I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm dying to talk about it. I know, me too. Okay. Well, this is important because the day after Courtney posted the pictures, Travis posted. And you guys all saw this. It was Courtney on the boat. It was the video of the scenery and you see his hand kind of like on her ass. And then there's one of them walking the bridge. It's really important that you watch it with sound. I think by now everybody has, although a lot of people that I know, they didn't watch it with sound the first time where basically Courtney's ahead of him on this bridge over the Canyon. And he says, I love you. And she turns around. It's really a few seconds, but it's very sweet. And he makes the caption, anywhere with you. She comments everywhere. And Tracy, who is as inner circle that you can possibly get, comments, can we start wedding planning yet? You guys are the cutest. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. What? But let me ask you a question. Em.
1: How do we even have the Courtney Travis wedding conversation without delving right into the Scott
0: conversation? No, we don't. We don't. But did you see – veronique's comment i mean dot 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 and courtney response made for each other i did see that it's just a lot and here's the thing is i think we were talking on the episode
1: last week about how we kind of just want something new to happen in the world of kardashian because as much as we love these conversations it does get repetitive and the thing with courtney and travis is essentially all of the conversations we're having are repetitive it just is in nature because all of the same things are being discussed it's just somehow every single time that they post it feels like the first time that they're posting like it's the same so far it's been the absolute same level of excitement because each post seems to escalate just a little bit more
0: yes yes and i think that this is a really good time to bring in the post from mystic michaela i know this isn't really your thing but even you found it a little bit interesting
1: yeah definitely
0: okay because she touches on the scott element (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm really trying to slow myself down because I don't want to start talking too fast. I know I do that sometimes when I get excited. Okay. So some of you have probably seen this. If you want to fast forward, feel free. I'm going to read it. It'll take one minute. If you haven't, definitely listen. So there's this woman, Mystic Michaela. She's a celebrity aura reader and kind of like an empathic medium. She's been featured on a bunch of different things. I'm sure you've seen her around. Her Instagram following isn't that large, but I just feel like she comes up a lot. I know this isn't everyone's thing, but this hit so hard and I just have to read it. Okay. She writes, what is it when we can feel the passion of another couple We're watching them together gives us real emotions, passion, vibes. It's us picking up on a soul contract moment, the uniting of two souls who are supposed to be, supposed to connect and learn. We feel the significance of this in their lives. Courtney has a purple and blue aura and oh yeah, she pushes down that blue. We see her often, but it's not often we actually see her. Well, with Travis, we do. The guard is down, the girl feels safe. Travis has a purple and green aura. We usually see him with a lot of inauthentic blue. He's been through a lot, he knows what pain is, and he is intelligent, genius-level musically. He feels things and sees them simultaneously. And with Courtney, you're seeing him not hold back for the first time in a while. It's raw. We're watching two people be vulnerable, love for today and not tomorrow. We're seeing them opening their souls to one another and live in that moment but from a distance. Do you feel it? A sad energy, a feeling of longing and loss. Scott is watching them, this. He feels all of it too, and it hurts. I feel that he is her twin flame, and while they don't always work out, they love one another so deeply and so eternally the bond never severs. And I think when we look at Courtney and Travis, we feel their karmic connection, and we sense the twin flame loss of her past. That kind of energy, it can't be contained. We're supposed to notice it, wake up from our own slumbers, and as we try to understand it, create it where we can for ourselves. That's pretty intense. Pretty intense and in my opinion, pretty spot on. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, from what I understood of what was said, yeah. (laughs) Well, she's basically saying there's the concept of the twin flame and you can have a twin flame and it not be your person. So she's saying in her belief system, Courtney and Scott are twin flames. They have that intensity. They have that deep connection, but it just doesn't work out. Whereas with Travis, she feels it's the soul contract, meaning it's karmic, meaning like a soul contract is different than a soulmate because it's basically kind of your soul decides this in this life that this is where you're meant to be. And like, believe this should or not, you don't have to. I would never push that on anyone. But the reason that I personally was nodding while reading that post for the first time is because she can put it in whatever terms she wants. It made sense to me because it made me understand the way that I feel about this relationship a little more clearly.
1: Yeah, I so get that.
0: This is wild, Julie. I mean, it's absolutely wild. I
1: I just think it's so wild also because it was so unexpected. And I think the way that it is transpired and the point to it, that it has gotten to, it still feels a little bit unexpected, especially because – it's not like we were sitting there waiting for Courtney to be with somebody. It's not like the Scott thing had fizzled out entirely and we weren't thinking about it anymore. Like it was so on the forefront of all of our minds. And it just seems like there were two paths that could have been taken where it was like the obvious path, path was Scott. And then the other path that we weren't really thinking about was like, okay, well, maybe they won't get back together. And then for there to be this path of like somebody that seems as serious as Scott was, maybe even more in love, maybe even more headed towards marriage, I just don't think that's something that we ever expected to happen, especially with somebody
0: that we already knew. Oh, I never, ever anticipated this because we spoke about this, I think, on Monday's episode. There's no worlds in which I would have pinned Courtney with somebody that we knew was in her circle. And I know that that shouldn't be like the biggest focus about this, but it, I can't get it out of my head because it just makes me feel like this deepens it because we're already all feeling like permission, I think, subconsciously to kind of fall into this because we don't already need to be introduced to this character. Like with Eunice, for example, not that any of us thought that was end game, but we didn't know anything about him, right? So in addition to orienting ourselves with her being in a new relationship, you're also getting to know this person. Not that me and you knew Travis Barker so well by any means, but we knew of him. You had a general sense. He had a reality show. You, you know a little bit more, and you knew about his relationship. So this is just, like, fucking insane.
1: Right. Like, I just think in my mind it was either Scott or nothing. And not that I ever expected her to be alone or not date anybody else. I just – there was no part of me that ever
0: saw anybody else as potentially permanent. Yeah, because think about in the past, there's nobody that she dated that we would have ever felt a level of permanence. That's why nobody ever got too invested in her relationships. This is so wild. No, it's fucking wild. I mean, okay, let's quickly touch on Eunice's post and then we got to get into Scott because also we didn't even talk about people's response to last week's episode, not our episode, like the Kardashian episode after it came out. Right. (music) You guys probably saw Eunice had posted two stories on Instagram on Tuesday. The first was, shamelessness has become so normal in today's society that modesty has become strange. So immediately people thought that that was in response to Courtney and Travis's PDA. He then posted a little bit later on, I always post quotes sincere all types of quotes. Stop attaching myself to people that are not part of my life anymore. It's been two years. Let's move on. No need for bad vibes. Keep me far away from all that. Much appreciated. Gracias, amigos. Has it been two years? Well, so that is what was kind of brought up. And I know this is like a minor element, but on last week's episode when they were talking about her ex, like that made me think maybe there was somebody in between.
1: I mean, it's definitely possible. It never made sense to me that it was Eunice, but I mean, also like, I'm sorry, going back to the quote for a second, you didn't just coincidentally post something about modesty because we know that that's your thing. When Courtney had posted that selfie when you guys were dating or that picture and Eunice had commented and was like, so this is what you have to do for likes. Like we know that's something that is on his mind. I hardly find that it's a coincidence that he would have posted that just to post it.
0: Oh yeah. I am a big believer that you don't always need to read into a quote, but with this one, I just do. And I saw an article that was like, It seems a little bit off for somebody to preach about modesty when he's the one that's posting like these shirtless photos in the gym. Nothing wrong with it with the caption like, while you're eating your hot dogs, I'm out here getting my body. Something like ridiculously fucked up like that. So I don't necessarily view his words with any sort of integrity behind them necessarily as it applies to the concept of modesty.
1: Oh, 100%. And also the thing with him is that, or the thing with anybody for that matter is you can be upset about somebody posting that you were in a relationship with a year or two years ago, it doesn't mean you automatically have to see that and be like, no, it was so long ago, I don't even care. Like, you're allowed to care. I think what happened was he did care and then he got embarrassed that people called him out for caring.
0: Right. And we put in here just reference from an earlier episode of this season of Keeping Up when Chloe asked her, do you still talk to what's his name? And Courtney says, no, never. And Chloe says, do you look back and think he might've been a little negative for you? And Courtney says, yeah, he'll text me once in a while, but I never think about him. So it's interesting just to hear, like now that we're thinking about him a little bit more, just because this, I guess, put him in our orbit, just to then hear the way that they're talking about it. Because the way that Chloe said it made me think that the rest of the family always felt it was a negative relationship for her.
1: Right. And which matches up to the way Courtney was kind of acting at the time, which was – incredibly negatively and we're seeing a very different courtney now and a very different courtney this season even pre-travis so all of that stress and the way she was feeling and the way she was projecting on the show that we were watching we're like going through like a momentary courtney sucks period could
0: have had a lot to do with him
1: and the negative energy he was projecting onto her
0: right and listen i wasn't there i can't speak to it but from the little snippets that we got judging based on just some comments made on the show and then also some of his social media actions, it's felt a little bit controlling. And I have a real sensitivity for like any man that's ever tries to kind of control your expression of your own sexuality. And so when Courtney was like posting things that made her feel sexy and he publicly was taking offense to it, I did not like that because it felt to me like such a power play. You know, if you have an issue with this, Talk to her about it in private. This is your girlfriend. You don't need to assert your like masculinity and dominance over the situation for the world to see. It was very off to me. So that always put a really weird taste in my mouth. Very off and very immature. Yeah. And that's another thing with Travis. I know, you know, age isn't the biggest deal, but he's 45. She's 42. Eunice was obviously younger. Scott's 37. I think once you get past a certain age, it doesn't matter that much. But it's interesting to see Courtney with an older man and not older, but just her same age. Cause I think she feels the maturity level is more matched.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if it's necessarily an age specific thing, but it definitely is a maturity specific thing. I think you can be younger and be more mature. It really depends person to person, but I do think that in terms of maturity, Courtney is absolutely attracted to
0: that level of maturity she, he has because I don't think she's really been with anybody that exhibits that. Yeah. And I mean, on last week's episode of Keeping Up, when Scott was listing to Courtney all of the things that she had previously told him are important for her and a man, if you summed that up, like just a general sentiment, it was kind of like she wants a guy that's like, I got you. You know, not, not, I will take care of you in an anti-feminist way, but like, I got you. I will be that stability for you. And that is what I think is so attractive to her about Travis, because with Scott, I think she always felt like she was his stability.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And something else we spoke out with Scott was the fact that he made a point to say during that episode, when he was listing all the changes he's made, like, Something along the lines of, even though I've done this for Courtney, it only makes me happier. But there was still that element there of like, I only made these changes in my life for Courtney and for my kids. And as a result, I've become a better person. Not like I put myself first and I made these changes. I think what you've seen with Travis from the little that we know about him the growth and the maturity has really come from within. And I think there is a real difference that shows between those two things. And I think that Courtney of all people is a hundred percent able to pick up on that. And maybe for the first time able to say, okay, there's a difference between somebody who's bettering themselves because they're bettering themselves and somebody who's bettering themselves just to
0: prove a point. Right. And like, if you, you, zoom out for a second, like on a really basic level, I think to a lot of people, the idea that somebody would really go to those lengths for me is like very attractive, right? Like I could envision somebody looking at the Scott Courtney situation and thinking that, oh, well, Courtney must be so drawn to that, that Scott's willing to make all of those changes for her, even though he kind of says it's for him too, which like, yes, on some level, but what's even more attractive is for that to just be who the person is or any changes they've made happened before he even met Courtney because he realized he wanted to better his life in that way, and so I think that like is kind of the level up of attraction in in other words, yeah,
1: I totally agree I think that's a hundred percent what you're seeing here and by the way, I don't think that's any fault to Scott. I think whether you think he's bettered himself and then maybe fell off a little bit or is continuing to better himself like. At the end of the day, he is making strides in that area and I think he should be absolutely commended for doing so. But if Courtney internally is looking at the situation and just feeling like it's a hassle to have to be with somebody who has to constantly work on themselves or has to be told to work on themselves, then that's not a situation she's going to want to put herself in, especially with somebody like Scott, who there's still so much trauma there from the past. And believe me, like I we've spoken so much about how much we love Courtney and Scott together. And I still think that sentiment holds for us. I, Even though we're so happy with Travis and Courtney right now, I think there's still a part of us that would be thrilled if tomorrow Scott and Courtney said, let's do this thing. Like, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's get back together. I can't lie and say that that wouldn't be the case. But I do think that the idea that Courtney can be with somebody without the pressure of I'm changing my entire life and basing it around you. It has to be
0: attractive to her. It has to be. I think Courtney is feeling something she has never felt before. I really do. That is just the general vibe that I get from this entire relationship. I think she's fucking blown away, Julie. Like I think that it's not like I've never been in love before. She very much was in love with Scott and At a certain level, I think they probably still are. I mean, we know he is with her, but I feel like she is experiencing stimulation in a way that she didn't know it existed. That's really what I'm feeling. That's why there's an aura of this that feels like young love or first love because I think that it is new for Courtney. And honestly, I don't know enough about Travis's history to say whether it is for him. It feels that it is for him, but I can't say that confidently. I think mystical Michaela probably would say that it is. but that's the the energy that i'm getting from courtney
1: yeah well it's it's love without hesitation even at her best with scott there were still things that she had to look out for and protect herself and protect her heart and her kids and her trust. Like there was always something, even, even at their best, 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 it was still like, he did an amazing thing and she was caught off guard by how good he was being, or she was shocked by how good he was, or it, it like she had to make a point to tell him because he needed that level of positive reinforcement. Whereas it's very clear here that she's able to just fall without having to provide herself with some sort of a safety net.
0: Right. She's free falling. And the other Part about this that I just want to mention is like, I know we all know the saying, the devil works harder, Chris Jenner works harder. And I think we all are in awe that these conversations about Courtney and Scott are happening simultaneously with the progression of Courtney and Travis's relationship and then that progression being broadcasted on social media. But I just want to go on record in my own belief. I don't think the two are coordinated at all. I don't think that, as much as I understand the strategic nature of this family and don't put anything past them, I also recognize that the courtney scott conversations that were going on were really intense and i think really emotionally taxing for both of them specifically for scott that there's no world in which courtney and travis are putting on this show just to really boost the whole you know dynamic in terms of ratings like i i know i saw that circulating and i just want to go make it really clear i do not think that is the case in the slightest because that would just be like seriously off i mean that would just be evil i think we all know that scott is like (laughs) suffering enough that there's no world in which, in my opinion, they're doing this strategically.
1: No, I I don't believe so at all. I mean, if anything, you would think that they would try and hold back on the Travis and Courtney of it to be able to promote the will they won't they of the Scott and Courtney. Um, and that's the conversation we were kind of having in the beginning when it was the very early stages of seeing Courtney and Travis and we were like are they dating we're not 100% sure we weren't sure what was going on but then we were getting the previews of keeping up the Kardashians and we were so confused because we're like here we have the show that is literally basing this entire season around teasing us with this Courtney and Scott element are they are they not going to get back together here's Scott professing his love here's the preview of Courtney saying that you know they've had those conversations and then you're being met with the beginning stages now the real stages of Courtney and Travis and it almost felt like this wasn't the plan. Like, it almost felt like the plan was to keep teasing this Courtney and Scott thing, get the ratings, draw people in, make people think that this is the thing that's gonna happen and that that's the way we're ending season 20. And it was almost like, oh shit, now we have
0: to account for the fact that like Courtney's in love with somebody else. Right. I don't think I. I think that that is exactly what happened because I know some people saying, well, maybe the Courtney and Scott thing last week was bullshit and you know, she was with Travis the whole time. No, I don't think that that's the case at all. I genuinely think it was a complete accident because this was being filmed in the summer. And I think something with Courtney and Travis happened right after that. So let's say, I don't know, August, September, somewhere around that, even October. And it really just picked up in a way that nobody could have ever anticipated. And again, I know I said this before. I've said it a million fucking times, but it's because it will literally plague me until hopefully Andy Cohen gets the answers. What was the turning point? I need to know that for like my mental sanity, don't you?
1: Of course. Listen, we're either going to find out one of two ways. It's going to be an Andy or we're going to see it play out in the show because now we're getting to the point where it's got to start to at least be something. It's got to start to transpire in some way before our eyes. And I don't know if that's going to be the Andy thing where she just explains it. Or if we're going to see snippets of the show where she starts to just casually mention him more and more. I know everyone goes back to that video of when Addison did the day in the life and it was her at Courtney's and they were talking about Camp Court or whatever it was and how they work out every morning together. And Courtney had said, well, Travis, another member of Camp Courtney, and everyone was kind of going back to that saying like, okay, do you think that was the point? I don't know if that was the point. It absolutely could have been, which would counteract a lot of things that we saw on the show last week, meaning that the conversations that Courtney was having where she was almost a little bit giving in to Scott, where she was saying she was unsure, would have been like a whole different meaning because it would have meant that her and Travis were already starting talking or doing something at that point. But I do think that if they had mentioned him then at that point, that during Kardashians, if this is the case, we're going to start to see him mentioned more and more. Maybe not we're dating, maybe not we're talking,
0: but maybe just mentions of like, oh, we had dinner with Travis or I saw Travis and his kids. I will fucking lose it if that happens, because then you can kind of take from that and make up a whole timeline in your mind. Like, it's one thing for us to watch the show knowing what we know now. It's another thing for us to watch the show and have them acknowledge it, even if it's in a way that's not nearly as consistent with what's currently happening. Like that would be insane. I'll tell you my dream. And also I think my nightmare would be an
1: episode where we genuinely watch this unfold and we watch Courtney explaining to Scott the situation, Courtney explaining to us everything that was going on. And we get that as a full
0: episode. (gasps) Oh my God, I just had a like visceral reaction to you saying that. I don't know
1: if we'll be able to, I don't know if I can see Scott go through that. I really don't.
0: People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that, You know, I really want to make this point again because after the episode last week, like both the actual Kardashian episode and then our podcast, didn't you feel that our DMs were so split? Like, I hate that this is even a sides thing because I don't think there should be a side, but there were some people that were so on Scott's page and really were upset with Courtney. And then there were people that were so on Courtney's page and felt like Scott was putting her in a really unfair and uncomfortable situation. And I would say it was 50 50 definitely 50-50, I think 100% depends on your view of Scott. And I think the
1: whole point that we were trying to make and that I think we're still standing by is like, you can think that Scott is wrong for Courtney and she deserves more and she deserves Travis and that this relationship brings her something new and exciting and even better, while also
0: feeling bad for Scott. It's not fun to watch anybody go through that. That's exactly why I was bringing this up. That's the point that I wanted to make. Like, I don't know why... A sense of like empathy has to be removed just because you feel that this is the right thing Like I really think the two are happening at the same time I think courtney has every right to handle scott in whatever way she wants We voiced how some of her communication style is just not something that's necessarily conducive to us, but it doesn't matter we're not dating her and I could understand how it's viewed in a way as scott pressuring her and that's like between them I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I'm fucking ecstatic for Courtney. And also I am really sad for Scott because he's hurting. Like, What what kind of person wants to watch somebody else hurt? I don't know. That's just not enjoyable.
1: I mean, especially when you have the parallel of the last episode where Scott is saying, it literally killed me every day to wake up and see you with somebody else. And it hurt me. And it was something that took up almost all of my mental energy every single day. And now we're seeing that not just she's in another relationship, We are seeing that to the fullest possible extent of a PDA social media relationship that you could ever see. I mean, if he had an issue with Eunice before,
0: imagine, imagine what this content must be for Scott. On top of the fact that the entire world is like, quote, shipping them. You know, the entire world wasn't as much on the Courtney Eunice bandwagon. And so it's not only the public, it's also the family being so vocal about it. And I think he, you know, I'm sure Scott sees that Tracy comment about marriage and I could imagine that sending him down a spiral. And like, I don't care if people think that, well, that's his issue. Yeah, it is his issue. I mean, Courtney's not gonna not do anything because of him and nor should she. She should live her life. But like, I don't know. I think that it's very understandable for this to be like a knife in Scott's heart. How do you wanna watch the person that you are in love with, even if you know that it's not gonna happen be so in love with someone else. Like it just hurts. I don't know. I think that's like the most basic level of human compassion for one another. Absolutely.
1: And on top of that, you are clearly seeing the distance, whether it's purposeful, whether it's put there by Corny or Scott to protect himself, you're still seeing the distance of Scott and the rest of the family that has become his family. Like he lost his whole family. His parents both died. He made it very clear for a very long time that, the Kardashians were his family. Kris was a mom to him, and I'm sure she still is, obviously. But holidays were at with them. Ho- vacations were with them. Like it was a dynamic that I think was really comfortable for him and really familial for him for a very long time. And this new relationship with Travis, as happy as we are for Courtney, is still putting a wedge between Scott and his now family.
0: Right. I mean, I just always go back to the Easter example. I think for a lot of different reasons. One, now we know for a fact most likely he didn't want to be there. He did not want to witness that. But also on Courtney's end, it probably was too uncomfortable to know that just her very being there with somebody that she's now in love with would be causing Scott this like immeasurable pain. It makes sense on both ends. And I do think that there is a way and a world in which they work through this and realize, you know, we're co-parenting. They've always excelled at that. And like, we're going to figure this out. But I think it's normal for him to be having this probably freak out reaction. Right. Also, a lot of people, you know, said to us, "Well, how much has Scott really grown? He's dating women that are so much younger. Like, I'm sure that's unattractive to Courtney. Yeah, I'm sure that is unattractive to Courtney. I don't disagree there for a second. I don't think that her looking on at the Amelia relationship, which again could have just been a byproduct of her love affair with Travis and Scott being kind of broken and behaving in some really." unfavorable ways dating somebody so much younger. But like, yeah, I very much agree with people that say that if they're Courtney, they view that as not at all a check in the column of like, maybe this is a guy that I would get back with. I can only speak for myself. That would really turn me off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Also, um, a lot of people messaged us and said that they felt like the piece of the puzzle that was missing in terms of what Scott needs to do maybe had to do with his alcohol and drug use that we honestly, as the public know nothing about, but they were saying it could be that because he knew that Courtney wouldn't say that on camera and therefore he was able to play dumb. I don't know how true that is, but it was just the theory that was mentioned to us.
0: Yeah, of course. Like that her thing, meaning quote Scott knows what he needs to do is in regards to sobriety. I don't know. I don't even want to speculate on that. Like I have genuinely no idea, but it is a, understandable theory, because I think there's like certain things that you just have an understanding, a mutual understanding that you don't want to say. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, you guys, this is really intense. And like, I, not to bring it back to this, but I need to, because it's the only thing that I've seen so far that has really illustrated the thoughts in my mind in such an eloquent way. When Michaela said, like, there's this overwhelming passion and excitement that can be felt by everyone, but then this looming sadness. It's like, I do think it is really felt by so many people because, oh God, this is so hard to say. I think, I'm speaking for myself, but I have to imagine other people feel this way too, that even if it's not Travis, although I think that it will be, it's not going to be Scott. And that is, I think, the reality that I have come to and I mean you guys know like that pains me to say but I just think it's the truth I do not think Courtney and Scott are going to be together Uh,
1: see I don't know I, I I don't think they're gonna be together now either like I think there's a real riff there but I don't think it's a if it's not Travis it's someone else I I think if it's not Travis it's it's Scott interesting I don't know I mean, I don't know either, but listen, it's really hard to say whether or not this is it. Like, I feel like with a lot of relationships, we come on and we're like, nope, this is it, and then it's not it. Like, you're seeing really, truly the honeymoon stages of a relationship, even though we've discussed so many times that the foundation is already there, which makes it automatically more serious. Things happen. like Life happens. Post pandemic bubble happens. Like, I'm not saying that they're going to break up. I honestly think that this could 100% be a
0: forever situation, but there's no way of knowing that for sure. No, there isn't. Of course not. We're only seeing what we know. It's just that I don't know. I maybe I'm just trying to like manage my own expectations, even though I I want her with whoever she wants to be with, but I just don't know. There's just this feeling of like, ah, you know, the Scott thing was a thing in the past. Now I don't know. I, I really don't know. I think we're all just <laughs> processing this as it comes across, as it comes along. And I don't feel embarrassed saying that on this podcast because I have to imagine if you're listening to this and you're however many minutes in, you're on our same page. Like you don't think our reactions are ridiculous. But I, I, I don't know, Julie. We're really gonna have to see how this one plays out. No, we are. I mean.
1: the marriage thing will be really interesting to me whether or not that happens because that Tracy comment of her saying, when's the wedding? Can we start planning? Is so telling, not just because like it's a wedding that would be big for anybody. And to publicly comment that as one of the closest people in your inner circle, that would be big for anybody. But with Courtney specifically, Courtney was always the one saying she didn't want to get married and not because of Scott, not because of uncertainty with Scott. It was like, she felt such a, distrust in marriage in general because of what happened with her parents and she always made that so clear to Scott and Scott was ready to marry her on multiple multiple occasions multiple occasions uh, he proposed or said he was ready to propose and she said she did not want to get married period it wasn't about him it wasn't about their situation she didn't want to get married so if she gets married to Travis or accepts a proposal you're now dealing with a
0: whole other ball game here. Right. You're then dealing with the fact that one person came along and their very presence and their very connection was able to shift her entire ideology about the concept of marriage. I mean, that is deep. Yeah. I mean,
1: again, that is a different level of trust that I don't think she ever had in Scott. And I don't think that has to do with necessarily has to do with Scott cheating or Scott doing this or Scott doing that. I just think there was always an element there with Scott where she had to watch her back and protect herself. And if she's in a position where she's going to say, okay, I'm going to get married to Travis. That means that for her to say that it's just a hundred percent. I trust him with every element.
0: Yeah. I think that if I had to choose one word for the way that Courtney feels, it's from my perception of it, Safe. I think she's feeling an incomparable level of safety that she probably has never experienced and also didn't know that she could experience. And there's something really beautiful about watching somebody feel so safe to really revel in their emotions. Like you're watching a person that's leading with their heart, and we don't see that that much. And it's just really nice. I hope Scott finds that. Well, you know, it's kind of like the idea of if you love someone, you have to let them go. I think that Courtney has let Scott go. I know we didn't see that on the episode, but I think that she probably has. I think he hasn't let himself go from the idea of them, which is like the most under understandable thing ever. But he will never find that until he really can like detach himself from the view that he always had. And that's like so much easier said than done
1: oh yeah, it's going to take a lot of work for him. I just think that if Scott gets to a point where he is able to date someone and seriously date somebody who is appropriate for him and love them the way that Courtney and Travis love each other, then I think he'll be able to move past what happened and he'll be able to get back to the place where he is able to be with Courtney and his kids at the same time and be with the whole family and do holidays together and get back to that idea of a family, which is what I think he really, really wants more than anything else. I think Courtney to him, I think he loves Courtney. I think he'll always love Courtney, but what Courtney represents to him is family more than anything else. And that is the one thing that he clearly has been longing for so badly for such a long time now. And I think that if he is able to find somebody who represents that idea of family for him, then he can kind of get back to having it with Courtney and the Kardashians and the family that he knows and, like, a new family in general.
0: Interesting. Or – okay, that's interesting. That's not what I was going to say. I was going to say the acknowledgement that, like, the Kardashians are his family, always will be his family, and that can exist simultaneous to, like, this person who is the love of his life. And yeah, on a certain level, that's his family, but that, like – I don't know. It's interesting that you put it in the terms of like that. It's kind of his family too, or his new family. That wasn't the way that I was viewing it. You're probably correct. I guess I was viewing it as more like the Kardashians would be the family that you would bring any you know girlfriend or wife or love interest to, right? Like moving, removing the idea of Courtney as representing solely his family, and more so, Courtney is just part of his larger family in association with the Kardashians. Does that make any sense? Yes and I th-
1: I think we're kind of saying the same thing and I think that would ultimately be the goal for him but I think he can't have that until he moves on from Courtney like I think right now the reason he wants Courtney back so badly or did at the time is that there was an element of it that was just like our family getting back together less about Courtney herself less about the love they have and more about like I can have a family no matter how he views the Kardashians no matter how much he loves them no matter how much he views them as family I think he's still searching for this inner family for him to have. And obviously right now he probably feels like he lost that to an extent seeing Courtney with Travis. I think the ultimate goal for him would be like, okay, I have this family as my ex- my big family, Card- the Kardashian, Jenners, whatever, that side of the family, Courtney side of the family. But I think the ultimate goal for Scott also would be is if he's seriously dating somebody and he's marrying somebody and they're going to be the stepmother of his kids and he's going to maybe have kids with them, that their family would also be family to him.
0: Right. Well, I obviously wonder that because then you think of the reverse. Like You think of Travis's family, how seemingly close Courtney already is with his kids and I guess was before. So it's a very similar situation. I know it's different because we're talking about somebody that already had that connection, but yeah, when you put it in those terms, that's absolutely correct.
1: Um, did you see the shade room like yesterday yes! days ago, and Landon commented, they posted a picture of Travis and Courtney kissing with the caption, "Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker with another round of steamy PDA and Landon commented, they're cute.
0: And I was going to say to you, cause I, I literally formatted it on my phone. I was going to say, is it too like weird of us since he's like a kid to do a story of a split screen on one hand, the comment that he left on Shannon Mochler, his mom's photo saying You could do so much better, like basically fuck this guy about her boyfriend and then that because that contrast when you see it right next to each other is stark. Stark.
1: I know. You know what else was so funny? And I know this is so much less serious than the conversation we just had. But the TikTok (laughs) that Alabama Barker did with him where they were talking about like – I don't even know how to explain the trend, but it's basically like I would never shake my ass for whatever and then they show the picture and it's like them doing it, whatever. Landon's pick for that was Kylie.
0: (laughs) No, that, that took me out. We have to put that link in the description. I'm sure most of you know the TikTok thing that we're referring to, but if not, it's basically like the person that they put up on the screen is whoever is your either celebrity crush or some level of crush. So basically, Landon's crush is Kylie. And of course, the picture they chose of her is her in like her bra or in her bathing suit, right? And it was just so funny that technically that would be his family. It is
1: really very funny.
0: This is like fucking wild.
1: It is crazy. I mean, I, and also it feels like there's something every single day to talk about, which is so much fun.
0: I don't think that we are, I mean, I don't even care if we are honestly, but like, I don't feel that we're overreacting to this because the rest of the internet is having the same reaction. Of course, there's the people that are just like, oh, fuck them. Why do they have so much PDA? Like, fine. That's just, we will never see eye to eye and that's okay. But the majority of people that have some sort of an interest in pop culture are feeling a similar way to we are of just like. Holy shit this is intense. Yeah,
1: I I think so. I mean, I think if you care, you care. Even if you are on the other end of the spectrum and you're like, oh, "I just want Courtney and Scott back." Like you don't see this thing. You're you're waiting for them. I know like I feel like my TikTok feed is filled with people being like, "Courtney and Scott are it." I think even if you feel that way, you're still paying such close attention and analyzing every bit of it because There's such a high level of interest, even if it's not what you specifically want to happen.
0: Right. You just can't help, but you don't want to look away in a way. Yeah. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Kris, Courtney, Kim, Khloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So, get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. The one other thing that we just wanted to mention, and I guess we've never brought this up before, I, I guess we just assumed that it was common knowledge, which I think it is, but when you see Travis and Courtney traveling, there's always a bus. And for anybody unaware, that's because in September 2008, he was actually in a plane crash. It was a private plane that was flying from South Carolina to California. Him and DJ AM were the only two survivors. Everyone else died. He, I, There's this one quote that I always come back to that I just want to read. I'm sure most of you have seen it, but he ex- describes the experience and he says, quote, I opened a door and my hands caught fire. I ran to get out of the plane, but I fell through a wing. I immediately soaked up with jet fuel and caught fire. And then I was on fire running like hell. I was running for my family. I didn't care about anything except being with my dad, my sister, Shanna, my three kids. I'm completely naked, holding my genitals. Everything else is on fire, and I'm running, trying to put myself out. And he was in the hospital for, I think, three months. He had 16 surgeries, he had blood transfusions, skin grafts. I mean, it was a really, really traumatic experience for him. And he had a fear of flying even before this, but after that, he's never taken a plane. And so, I mean, one is just a crazy thing and such a terrible experience, and I feel so bad for those people that did pass away in that crash. And I can imagine what he lives with, but on like a very logistical level, I know people wonder. You know, Courtney's biggest passion, or one of her biggest passions, is traveling. So how will that interfere with those travel plans that you can only get to by plane or by boat? I don't know.
1: First of all, that
0: was like a lot for me. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, I, I forgot you have that fear.
1: Um. But yeah, a lot of people have been talking about that. I mean, listen, maybe we can arrange a little boat to Italy situation for him. I don't I don't know, but it will be interesting. That was the first thing that Isabel said when Courtney and Travis started dating, which she was like, How the hell is he gonna get to Italy over the summer?
0: Yeah, it's something that's really important to her. I don't know, you know, also like listen, if he Decided that he's never going to fly again. That's the most understandable, fair thing in the world. That being said, you do hear about people that go through experiences like this, never think they'll do it, and then something just nice them that they want to try it again. So, it's not like the craziest thing to say that he maybe would. I don't know. I'm not inside of his brain, and whatever he does is totally fair. But I'm just saying, like, you never know what could happen. You know, this could inspire him that he doesn't want to be confined to this. I don't know.
1: I would never get on a plane again.
0: Ever, I think most people assume that they would, and I just think you don't know how you would feel until you're in the situation. Uh, Yeah, it's like a, it's like a really traumatic thing. I mean, you don't know of a lot of people that survived plane crashes. No. Okay. Any final thoughts on? I mean, I know we have a million thoughts, but like for purposes of this episode on Courtney and Travis that we can't say till next Monday, or should we move on quickly to Chloe and Tristan?
1: Yeah, let's do Chloe and Tristan quickly.
0: First, free up your schedule with Way, go to T H E O U A I dot com and enter promo code celebs for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com, promo code celebs. I mean, this is so fucked up. And like, I don't know if there's any truth to this or what the deal is, but for anybody who didn't see this woman, Sydney Chase, who's an Instagram model, was on the No Jumper podcast with Adam 22. And she spoke about hugging up with Tristan while he was dating Chloe. She said, it happens. I found out he was not single. I cut him off. And she then went on TikTok. Her TikTok is at SydneyChaseXO. Her bio says fashion model. And she says, we first met in November, November 11th to be exact. And that's when everything started. The last time we had contact, besides when he messaged me after finding out about the interview, it was the day after his daughter's birthday party. And she on this TikTok apologize for something that she said on the podcast because on the podcast she basically made a comment that he was uncircumcised like something about a peekaboo dick and it was a really bizarre video because she's basically like i'm apologizing for sharing personal information but also yes this did happen and she said you know she thought that he was single wasn't aware that he was in a relationship with chloe which who knows if this is any of this is true or not although one everybody knows that he's in a relationship with chloe second of all like I hate saying this, but it's true. And you've seen this a lot. Who knows what was actually going on when him and Chloe got together, but there was definitely some level of ambiguity regarding where him and his baby mama, Jordan were at at the time. So it does seem to be a level of consistency, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, I, I'm not saying this isn't true. I'm not saying it is. I honestly don't know. I, I, it's, I feel like it's really up in the air at this point. I just do know 100% certain that if you're going to come out with cheating allegations about Tristan, the whole world is automatically going to believe you because he's lost the right to be given the benefit of the doubt. To me, it's not even about the cheating or about this person, what's going on, who he slept with, who he's cheated with. Like, The thing that I don't understand is like, what was if he is going to cheat, if it is true. What's the purpose of working so hard to win somebody back, to stay with them, to be so devoted to them and like put all of your effort into this if you're just going to cheat on them? I just like don't understand the mindset or the, the logic there.
0: It's it's something I can't wrap my head around unless it's just – I mean we've always spoken about it as pure narcissism. I. What do you think? If you,
1: Do you think this is 100% true?
0: No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough. I. You know, listen, like you said, he has completely lost the right – for any sort of a benefit of the doubt. That being said, I I like randomly know more about the No Jumper podcast than I feel like some people listening to this podcast may just because there have been times and there can be sometimes things that come up on there that are like really clout motivated. I'm not saying this is one of them. I don't know. I know nothing about this woman except for what she said on the podcast and then her one TikTok. And like, yeah, of course my initial thought is him working so hard with Chloe just to do this in such a recent time back in November would be like a, a delusional level of narcissism, right? Like delusion coupled with narcissism. But I I don't know. I really don't know. I want to see more proof. I want to see proof in general. And I guess I'll just say that I absolutely have no idea. But if he did, if this is true, I think we should just like maybe never speak his name ever again. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah. Well, my question is, if you have an inbox from him, right, like you're saying he inboxed you after the thing came out and you're already spilling the secrets, like, why not show the inbox for proof? I don't know. That's my only thing. Like, I don't know. I I agree. Like, again, it's not like I'm sitting here being like, Tristan didn't do it. He would never do that. He obviously would do that. But I do think that there is the possibility of clout chasing as easily as high as the fact that he cheated.
0: We will have to wait and see more. We don't know enough. That's the thing. It's like, if there were receipts, this would be a totally different conversation. But then again, as much as I want to believe him, (laughs) look at his past. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Jesus. The collective sigh that was felt when that article even circulated was very real.
1: I know. But let's see what happens. The story may die out or denied or it'll be 100% true and we'll never talk about Tristan again. Yeah.
0: Anything else you'd like to mention? (laughs)
1: no, I guess we're ending on that note.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. This is a ride. I don't even know. Um, We love you guys so much. Isabel and I will see you on Friday for Comments by Bravo. Julie and I will see you next Monday. I guess next Thursday, there will be a regular episode and please don't forget to vote for us for the Webbys. I'll put the information in the description. Oh, and I meant to say this. I'm going to say it on Monday, but going forward, we didn't know Like We were under the impression that we couldn't put the ad codes in the description because we thought that they were constantly changing, which I guess they sometimes are, but we now have gotten permission. We're allowed to do that. So from this episode forward, all of the ad codes will always be in the description in addition to, of course, um, the highlighted black-owned business on Monday's episode. So just a side note for anybody that cares about that. Okay. Love you guys.